Warning, this episode of Midnight Movie Confessionals for the movie Bullet Train is going to contain some spoilers. For everyone that wants to hear my final thoughts on this review, please do be warned, this will contain spoilers. This review will start in 3, 2, 1. Hey everyone, welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. It's your host, Scott. I'm back with another episode. Man, that was a great ride. That was a great ride from Japan. I had to go from I had to go from Tokyo to Kyoto on a what was it called? It had a lot of guns involved too. I think it was called a Bullet Train. That's right. I I went to go see the movie Bullet Train. I made a really bad joke in a second way into this movie. This movie is starring, if I recall correctly, off the top of my head, it is starring Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Taylor, Brian Tyree Henry. I mean to say sorry. Brian Taylor Henry, where the hell is that coming from? Andrew Koji, Shiroyuki Sonata, Michael Shannon, Benito A. Martinez Ocasio, and Sandra Bullock. This has just come out today, and I got to absolutely say this was such a fucking crazy-ass movie to watch. Basically, there's this guy... That Brad Pitt is playing called Ladybug, who is an unlucky assassin who's very seasoned. That is his code name, Ladybug, mind you. He's just trying to get back into the game just once more, one more time. His simple job is to snatch and grab for this briefcase. He's on his way to this bullet train that goes all the way to Kyoto to pretty much get go get it and pick it up and drop, like just take take it and get off the next stop. So anyways, he's being told by his handler, whom is named Beetle, his contact handler, played by Sandra Bullock. Holy crap. And I feel like this might be a reference, it might be a little bit of a, a nod to The Lost City, which came out earlier this year, that they're both in the same movie together. I don't know. All I do know is it's kind of like, wow, two movies with Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt in the same year. Anyways. This movie, like, basically, she's telling him, don't forget this, don't forget that. He picks up a bunch of things. He's coming in for some guy that's sick, whom I believe was a simple bit of a uh, cameo for Ryan Reynolds. Later on, we'll tell you. I'll, oh, sorry, spoilers. But anyways, I'm always spoiling the movie anyways. But anyways, moving on. He's having to do with a bunch of things going on. He runs into this really asshole of a conductor played by Masioka. Masioka. I remember him from Heroes in Hawaii Five O. But anyways, that's different. That's that's different time. Anyways, he's on the train. He's having to deal with whatever, and he also has to deal with the fact that there's a bunch of people trying to kill him. Well, like, not trying to kill him, but trying to get to this case. There are two other guys. Tangerine Lemon, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry. They're both, um, everyone's giving their backstory more or less on why they're this and that and the other thing in this movie, but I gotta say, this movie just, holy crap! This movie was a freaking a thrill ride full of just so many ridiculous moments, I'm just like, how did this even become a movie? Like, I'm just, I'm still dumbfounded by some of the damages that go on in this thing. And apparently, like, everyone's after this one person, after this one case. And it's like, I don't know why everyone's after this case. It's just like, why is everyone after this case? Why? 
Anyways, it doesn't really matter to me why. All I do know is that they're after this case, and it's kind of like, wow. Like, they have to go after this case for a stupid, like, for a reason that makes no sense to me. But anyways, they're all after this case. Brian, like, well, uh, Tangerine Lemon are actually trying to deliver this guy, this asshole of a son to this Yakuza boss, I guess, who's not even Japanese, he's Russian, and he's delivering him, like, they're delivering him because apparently, like, he just needs to be delivered as well as this briefcase, which was apparently ransom money or something, like, they didn't really explain what was going on with the briefcase at all, just, they just needed to be given the case, and anyways, like, it's just, it's just weird. Like, it's just... I don't know what to say. Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's just... This movie is just incomprehensible. Like, it's doing my brain in. But then again, I had to shut off my brain. to even watch this film, honestly. I'm trying to remember everything that happened because it's just like, holy crap. It's two hours and some change long. And it feels like it was longer than that. This movie's literally... If I look at it correctly, this, hour, this movie was... 126 minutes Holy crap I don't get many movies that are that long Even then like if they're that long They're usually longer But this was still a good film I do know that there's parts in this movie That just don't make sense Like Anyways I'll, I'll, I'll keep going Like basically We're introduced to everyone More or less as the movie kind of regresses More or less He's been pulled back into the life he wants to give up, like, like, Ladybug wants to give up money, but he's giving back one more job. And everyone's pretty much all connected. There's a guy named, uh, the Wolf, who is a Mexican assassin, who's actually wanting revenge on people that killed his wife and his entire family after a wedding. And he wants to find out who actually kills his family and he wants revenge on them. So he's on the he's been instructed to go onto the train to find someone named the Hornet. Now the Hornet is someone that specializes in poisons in this film apparently. And the only reason why the wolf knows of Ladybug is because Ladybug was at his wedding and messed up his tuxedo. And now he wants to kill him and amongst a bunch of other things. Basically, that's going on while Lemon and Tangerine are trying to figure out how in the hell they're meant to get their like get their job done. But they find out that because of a few jobs in Bolivia as well as Copenhagen, like they're in some deep shit because of the fact that they were in these two places and botched some jobs it almost feels like a bit of a, a almost like uh, in Bruges a little bit kind of reminds me of that a little bit how and how some things go on in that film how basically the way it starts is that two folks two well, one hitman botches his one job and the guy that brought him in has to join him going to Bruges to lie low for two weeks but this is different like basically it kind of reminds me of that sort of backstory for those two anyways those two have that issue i won't don't really care just this 
this movie has a really interesting plot to say the least. But anyways, this film is just so ridiculous. It just, I don't know how in the hell it came out and just did its thing. It's like, wow. Like, I'm just, I'm still dumbfounded by it all still. But anyways, like, there's this person named the prince who also lures an assassin named Yuichi Kimura by luring him onto this train because she's the one that well they're like uh, someone named the prince who's actually posing as a schoolgirl is the one that pushed his like uh, son off this department store building because apparently he works for someone named the white death who's the leader of the largest criminal organization in the movie not in real life in the movie and overall like they're like everyone who's on this train we later find out is actually been on this train because of the white death and the guy named white death and we also find out like through a lot of craziness that's going on like basically oh it's a pickle um Maria Beetle, Ladybug's handler, is also trying to help him calm down through all the crap that's going on because he's having to deal with everything that's going on that's going wrong. He doesn't want to. He has to deal with a lot of crazy shit in this film. I'll say that much. He deals with the fact that he's dealing with a bunch of people that want him dead because he took the briefcase. The prince wants to kill White Death because apparently... Like, I don't know. They decide to lure Yuichi into the situation and use him as bait to kill White Death, which doesn't make sense to me. It just... This film's plot is so mixed up, it doesn't make sense. But as time goes on in this film, it just gets more and more ridiculous. Like, this film just gets to the point where it's just like... I just turned off my brain. I felt like I passed out halfway through this movie. But no, I didn't. I had my eyes wide open. I'm just like... I'm still trying to comprehend everything that was going on in this film. It's just... It's incomprehensible sometimes. Like, I'm, it's still like... It's doing my head in, it feels like. And it's just, it just doesn't make sense. It shouldn't do my head in like this. But it is. And it's just... Oh my good lord above. It's just... Oh my goodness. Anyways. As we're progressing into this... More and more and more, we find that there's someone named the Elder, a f- the former Japanese assassin, Kimura's father, who has a grudge with White Death for trying to kill everyone in his organization, but he decided to hide away and, not, and do whatever. Basically, White Death also reveals the fact that his wife was killed by an assassin named Carver, and that he wants to kill Carver, but he instead finds out that Ladybug is posing as Carver in a sense, and Carver is not there because he's sick. Yeah, good job for basically thinking you're going to kill Carver, but you can't because you're an idiot. Good job, honestly. But what am I to do, honestly? What can I tell you? Basically, this film is just... 
I don't know what I really saw, but I do know that what I saw was a lot of action, a lot of craziness, a lot of mascot punching. Like, literally, there was a, a, someone in a costume, a mascot costume for some, like, anime character in the movie that gets punched so many times. It's just, like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Like, literally, I think Lemon bought, like, no, Tangerine buys Ladybug a ball of water at one point where they're trying to, like, talk this out, and he literally smashes them in the face with it. And I think it's, like, a $10 thing of Voss. Like, I don't know why he does it. He just doesn't... What? Like, it doesn't help that Channing Tatum is in here for another quick cameo with some random tourist that Brad Pitt gives 200 bucks for for something that he thinks is going to be sex-related. For crying out loud. <laughs> oh, God. I know for a fact I am screwing up this so badly. I know for a fact that this is a big screw-up, and I'm sorry for that, folks. This review is going to get reduxed. I know that for a fact. It's going to get a redux when this is out on streaming platforms. I'm going to admit this right now. I'm going to have to do another review of this in the future. And it will be a redux review. And I will remove this episode or I'll unpublish it and then publish it again with the redux instead. I don't know. What my plans will be, I might just leave it up. I know when it came to Music for the Curious Chair Redux for Love the Bad Roll by the Offspring, I did remove the episode and republished it with the new, ep- the new content. So I might do the same thing here. But honestly, once I get, like, I'm just going to say, this movie just, holy crap. This movie was so weird and so ridiculous. I don't know what the hell I was watching half the time. All I do know is that um, this movie was... Had its moments of just being bizarre, funny. I don't even know what. I'm, I'm so jumbled on this review. I'm going to skip to the end where they make it to Kyoto. Station. The White Death has finally got everyone that he wa- thinks he's got. The Elder and his son are actually there to find out that, lo and behold, White Death is being played by Michael Shannon. And he thinks he's got Carver. He said he's got Ladybug. Some of his goons get blown up by the briefcase. That the prince, like, laced with an explosive. And what's funny, we don't even see White Death until the very end when we actually see his face. This movie just, I don't even know what the hell happened half the time. Like, I watched it all the way through and I'm just like, what am I watching? Like, I just, there were moments that I'm just, I don't even know. Now I'm just like, I'm trying to remember what I just saw. And it's like, I can't even remember now. Holy crap. This is like the first time in Midnight Movie Confessionals history that I don't even know what the hell I just watched. And that's wrong because I know what I watched. This movie just, this movie doesn't make sense. This review is just, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. But anyways, once I make it to Kyoto... 
everyone that survived, like everyone that's still on the train, is someone survived so far is still basically there. And anyways, they get to the train station. Pretty much everyone that's still alive gets back onto it, and then they get into such a huge, I don't know what the fuck, sort of chase on the train. Basically, the wolf, well, white, like, um, oh, the wolf's dead, I should say. Um, the elder, his son, and white death get into a, a, whatever, a scuffle that's happening. While Ladybug, uh, Lemon, no, uh, not Lemon, Tangerine, I think, no, yeah, it was Lemon. Lemon, Ladybug, are trying to push the train even further and then try and stop it with more of, uh, White Death's, uh, gang members trying to kill everyone as well. And, um, so that's happening. And as that continues, they find themselves going onto the wrong side of the tracks where they shouldn't be. And then, uh-oh, spaghetti-o sort of thing. And it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. We see uh, another bullet train get derailed and just go, boom, like just destroy part of the train itself. And then Ladybug comes, like, Brad Pitt's character tries to basically try to kind of just, I guess, stop it. He doesn't even know how to read Japanese for crying out loud. And he's being like, there's a bunch of moments I'm I'm, I'm missing and I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to like remember everything I just kind of watched. And this movie was just a mess. Now... Like as it, it, as they're going through this train thing that's going nuts, they finally get to stop it. But what happens at at the end is just like I don't even is it even explainable? I don't even know. Basically, what happens is that they stop it, right? But they they don't stop it in time before it really gets to the actual end of the line, where the big fucking wall. Literally, they. Sp- the bullet train splits into pieces. It just goes everywhere through this village. I don't know if they actually are in Kyoto when it happens, but I do know that it doesn't look good. I just know that like there's probably like billions and billions of yen being like damaged, like being used for the damage now. Like that's how much they're in. They're probably in the hundreds of billions, if not trillions, of yen. For damage, for I'm guessing Kyoto because it is historic. It might be Kyoto where they're at now. Anyways, we get to the finale where we see White Death properly like want to shoot Ladybug. He's like, "I'm not Carver, you son of a bitch. I'm Ladybug. Carver's sick with some sort of stomach shit, and it's like." Really? Come on now, man. Like, it's just... Anyways, he's got his arm pretty much gone, almost dismembered. Almost sliced off completely by... Uh, the elder and his son. Saving the day for that. He dies because he uses the Tokarev that... 
the prince rigged with an explosive gets literally half his face taken off like boom holy shit right like holy i don't even know where i'm going with this i just know i just watched this i am holy fuck i'm not feeling well myself but i know there's a few instances involving a snake that Apparently, like, in the Hornet, the Hornet, I guess, used snake venom that can kill people. I know Ladybug uh, kills the Hornet with some venom that they found from the snake. And the snake bites Ladybug at one point. But apparently he had anti-venom in his system from earlier in the day for some reason. I don't know how. Like, they don't even explain this. I'm... I'm all over the place on this review, and I'm sorry, folks. I've been rambling for 20 minutes, and I don't even know what the hell I'm even talking about. But anyways, they get to this point. The prince finally gets the elder, his son, and Ladybug in one spot where they're about to execute him. But lo and behold, someone runs him over with a tangerine truck. It's like, what the fuck? It's funny, though. But at the same time, just what the fuck? It doesn't make sense. Anyways, as that happens, Ladybug's handler shows up, and Maria and them are about to drive off in an Audi EV, like electric Audi vehicle. I don't, I don't know if it's an A8 or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, they're about to, but then that then a power pole just comes down and smashes it. They see there's some tangerines. They have some and some sloppy peas. They just start walking. And then we hear a song that I haven't heard in literally in about 10 years be used in a movie. I don't know the name of the song, but I know the name of this. Like, it's that one song I think most people know from some advertisements. Maybe not. Who knows? All I do know is the, it's the song that I'm probably going to ruin some people's ears with this. It's the one that's like, I just want to celebrate another day of living. I just want to celebrate another day of life. Then we see another, like, basically during the, before the credits even roll, we see a freaking epilogue. Not even an epilogue, but like uh, another scene that's like 10 minutes earlier where Lemon survives this crash. And he finds a way to execute this one guy that also survives and then drives his tangerine truck and runs over the prince. This movie has a lot of flashbacks and just a lot of I don't know what. I can't even explain what the fuck I just watched. It's literally a two-hour two and six-minute movie that just... It's about a, it's basically like smoking aces meets lucky number eleven meets I don't know what it it just this movie made no sense to me. I don't want to say it sucked, cause that's harsh. But it had me sitting down in a theater for about two hours. And maybe have had me laugh at, mo- at moments that just didn't make sense. I should be laughing at, and just it had moments of being fun. Let's just say that. Now, for its final, for my final thoughts on Bullet Train, I have no final thoughts. I should, but I don't. And I'm sorry, folks. I had 
at the beginning, I don't know what happened in the middle, and I know what happened at the end. So, if I'm to give this movie a, an out of 10 rating, because this movie was so confusing, I don't even want to give it a rating out of 10. It's hard for me to do so. But you know what? As a critic, I kind of have to. I loved it. I hated it. I loved it. I hated it. It's fucking... It's right down the middle. It gets a five and a half. Uh, no, it's not even right down the middle. This movie is not a five. This movie is, a, is for mindless entertainment and for just ridiculousness. This movie gets a fucking. This movie, I am giving the seven out of ten. Now, if it had a cohesive plot that I was able to explain to you all, this movie would probably get a nine. But. Due to the flaws, I'm not saying it's a perfect 10. Not many movies are. But this movie gets a 7. It's a 6. It's it's really hovering between 5.5 and, and 7. But I don't want to be an asshole. I don't want to say it's a 6. This movie is... Honestly, it's hovering between a 6.5 and a 7. I hesita- I'm hesitating it right now. Heads, it's 6.5, 7 if it's tails. And fucking lo and behold it's a, it's a seven i had to base this final score on chance that is kind of pathetic i know for a fact that i am going to make a redux review of this movie very soon i'm probably gonna have to watch it on blu-ray or a streaming service or what have you and re-review it then but i uh at this moment of reviewing, this movie is a 7 out of 10. Now, people are going to say it's crap. Some people are going to say otherwise. I thought this movie was good. It was mindless entertainment that had a very confusing plot that just, it lost its own plot halfway through the movie. It had a beginning, and then it had an ending. That's what happened. It had no middle that was consistent. Like, they just had a flashback to, like, young versions of the characters to 10 minutes ago to 20 minutes ago to 14 hours ago to I don't know where to go. It just doesn't make sense to go. But anyways, this movie gets a 7 out of 10. I based that last part on chance. It got the 7. It was... Either gonna be a six and a half or a seven. It got a seven. I am probably gonna have to re-review this movie because I don't think I was sober and I was drunk enough to even be able to comprehend this movie. But anyways, I can't say this movie was an enjoyable bit of just indulgence for me. I kind of needed some cathartic. I don't even know if I want to call it cathartic, but the movie felt cathartic in a way because of the fact that it was... I don't even know if I'm using cathartic the right way. But this movie was just a mind-numbing experience. I needed something to just switch my head off and not even think. But now I have to remember everything, so I do have to think. So that kind of bothers me a little bit with this movie. Anyways, this movie was an enjoyable experience. I will probably watch it again in theaters just to see what in the F I was talking about and what I saw. But I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to say what I like. 
what I saw exactly because I don't really want people to try and figure it out with me. But I will say, I will see this in Screen X or a different type of format for the theater that I saw it in. But I'm going to make sure I'm sober or I'm drunk to see it. I don't know which. But I do know I'm going to watch it again in the next couple of weeks. And I will definitely give them, I won't give my thoughts then. I'm, I've already given my thoughts now. They're out there. I will do a Redux review when out on home theater when I can actually try and replay a few scenes and wonder what the hell I just saw. If that makes sense to you all. So again, 7 out of 10. This movie was really weird, funny, crazy at times. And it makes me want to just kind of just breathe a sigh of relief because I saw it and just enjoy life. But at this moment in time, I will not do so. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Scott signing out and transmission.